Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again this week is Ryan Lockhart from the Marine Corps Movie Minute. Welcome back, Ryan. Hey, thanks so much. Yeah, it's been a fun week so far, and uh, you know, let's let's get a little more inebriated. Yeah, I said the <laughs> drinks have been flowing. <laughs> Definitely, no question about that. So, episode eighty-four begins with Hilt's continuing to give advice on the dangers of the, the, the moonshine that they've made and goes all the way to Roger exclaiming how great the booze actually is. So we, we started yesterday discussing about the fact that, that what possibly is the reason why everyone's con- – that Hiltz is so concerned about people spilling any of the drinks. You know, are they concerned because it's a waste of booze? Are they concerned because it's flammable? Are they concerned for other reasons? You know, it's, it's – the, the the thing is, is you can you can it can be any of them really. They they never give us a definitive answer as to what it is. I I, I think in the end it makes the most sense that this is just flammable. They they well they give us a little more ammunition for that a little more fuel for the fire if you will to prove that. But when he says no smoking while you're drinking, but uh, you know it's like all right. So my guess is he said or he says don't smoke. Either while don't you're drinking after or after you drink, after you drink. after you drink, right? So like the fumes are still in your mouth, you're going to explode. Is the way I took it. In fact, I it, it immediately made me think of the movie Better Off Dead. Oh my god, I was John just about Cusack. to say that. I was just about to say that with, with the, the Rick's mom, with the, with the with with, with uh, the mother. Yes. Yeah, the mother drinks gasoline or kerosene or something, and then she lights up. And, and for the rest of the movie, she's got that bandage under her mouth. Yeah, and that's actually Hughes really says, funny. That I was thinking of the exact same thing. I was I was waiting to, for you to say what 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 your reference was, and then I was going to say, "Oh well, I was thinking you're better off dead." Yeah, <laughs> great minds. Exactly. No question about that. Oh wow. Yeah. No. That that's that's definitely. A, a great explanation as to why you shouldn't be smoking after you drink this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, your mom blew up. <laughs> yeah, but but it's so interesting that he's he's warning everybody. You know, <laughs> everyone who's yeah who's, who's, who's going by. He's saying, just be sure, don't 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 drink, don't do this. Uh, yeah. It's just yeah. really funny that 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 he does it. And and you know, while he's pouring, you know, you have Goff next to him giving him energy along the way by, <laughs> by by pouring a bit into his mouth each time. I think that's great that the three of them have their own canteens and they're like, and it's clearly larger than any, any uh, amount that the other guys are getting in their little cups that they're pouring out. So it's like, Hey, we take the time and effort. We're going to get good and stone to, you know, more or less. And, you know, meanwhile, everybody else gets a little, you know, half a cup. Maybe a shot worth. Who knows? Maybe some some exactly. some seem to get and a little. Scene, others, you know. <laughs> that's true. And in this scene, you see that he spills a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, unfortunately, most of the scene is most of this minute is is you know just shown while he's pouring and spilling and drinking and stuff like that. There isn't that much ex, exposition that goes on. Uh, but again, you have Goff uh, shouting out his one-liners. This time, he screams out, "No taxation without representation." Yeah. <laughs> Which again is 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 it goes along good with the whole playing Yankee Doodle, you know, up the rules, down the British, you know, no taxation without representation. I mean, it's a very American Correct. to yell at a British person. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, do you know the history of that uh, that phrase? Well, um, 
Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think it was attributed to James Otis in 1761. I had to look that up exactly, but it came. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, that's pretty <laughs> I good. I pulled that right I up. I know a little bit about this, yeah. but it was. <laughs> See how it set me up. Um, you, know, it was, you know, it was basically what, uh, because of the the Stamp Act, or one, I figure which which act it was, but I think it might have been the Stamp Act where, you know, the the colonials basically formed their own parliament and said to, you know, it's Basically, if you tax us without letting us have a say, I mean, obviously, the British wanted to pay for the French and Indian War and thought the colonials should pay their fair share. And that's where a lot of that came from. Plus, it was a way to keep the colonials in line and, be, you know, as time went on. But I believe the full um, – I guess I didn't realize this, but the, the actual full quote is taxation without representation is tyranny. And that's where it originally came from. Which is true. Yes. Yeah, they take out the tyranny part of it. You know, yeah. that's less important. You know, well, you know, no, what I found interesting is is the fact that that it didn't originate in America. It's actually something that came from Ireland. Yeah. Okay. I did see that too. I mean, obviously, you know, the the colonies. You can it makes sense that they would eventually, you know, take it from there or whatever. It's just it's just interesting the the fact that it was because it says it was developed during the English Civil War. When the parliamentarian John Hampton refused to pay ship money tax, and that started the whole idea. But that, then it was just no taxation without representation. It was a headline that that was in the newspaper at the time. Yeah, well, yeah, like taxation without representation is tyranny. Is like a great like closing line to a speech that you would give, or like a letter that you're sent, an official letter. But that you know, but no taxation without representation is a bumper sticker. It's a slogan. You know what I mean? Like that's something you would mm-hmm. – and again, or a headline. Like that, it grabs you, And it, but it's a slogan you can keep saying. You're not going to walk around, taxation without representation is tyranny. It's, you know, it's like – it's less of a – that's less of a slogan or a, or a catchphrase, I, I guess, if you will. No, because part of the, the, what they were trying to do for years was to get representation of the colonies in British Parliament. Even Ben Franklin was one of the ones who tried – no, sorry, Ben Franklin was opposed to it. He didn't think that they needed it, which which makes me wonder why. Because, you know, maybe maybe it was from the perspective that he's like, okay, we don't want to be a part of their parliament. We want to be separate. Right, yeah. That's possible. Maybe that was, maybe that was the, the way that he was looking at it or whatever. And did, did, did you notice that, that, that right after he takes the swig from Goff, Hiltz looks at him and gives him like a double take? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. He like looks at him and like what? <laughs> you know, is that is that is that a double take that that okay you're not giving me enough or is it that you're why are you drinking? Because Goff then takes a, a swig himself. Yeah, because again they all have their own canteens and that's Steve McQueen's because Goff has his hanging still hanging to his side. So did he drink all his? And or uh, it, I don't know. Yeah, he does kind of just give him that look like. Well, Gosh is a lush. lush. There's yeah. no question about that. I mean, <laughs> again, you see him drinking uh, from. From from uh, Hiltz's canteen, there's right. there's no question about that. It also it pretty much looks like it's empty. The yeah, way that they're, they're 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 the way that they're pouring it. Uh, yeah, you know, the way they're putting it to their lips and pouring it. But you know, oh, then he he looks at at the very last part when he looks at it. He, it you get the expression on his face that he just finished it. Yeah, that Goff finished it. <laughs> yeah, and maybe maybe that was part of the problem that. That Hiltz was having, you know, that why is he continuing to drink from, yeah. from my canteen and then he actually just finished it. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, yeah. 
it's a little bit of business that Steve McQueen did there, you know, but it's funny. It's a funny look. Yes. As we mentioned, they, they, the, the tone of this movie is, is done really well, where they're able to throw little things in here and there, which which works really well with the whole story and the way that to try to keep things lighter. Yeah. You know, a little, a little more humorous. I love how you tell someone, don't get stoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't get stoned, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> You know, how, he's not giving him that much. Right. How strong is this stuff? Or is it just one of those things because neither none of them have drank in a while that a little bit might give him a buzz? You know, so it's like, hey, pace yourself, guys. It's been a while. <laughs> it could be. But, again, each one of them is getting a little bit in their cup. They're not getting – Yeah. you know, they're, they're giving each one a little more than a shot. Yeah. You know, this isn't – it's not as if everyone's getting a full glass or a full cup. Right. Of, of the booze. I mean, personally, I don't, I don't drink, so I, I, I can't relate to this at all. Uh, and I've never drunk, so I've never, I've I've never liked these potent drinks. I mean, like what what Goff did last week when he pretty much you know was kept coughing. I I would do that with a little drop. <laughs> you know, I don't even need to take a big sip. Gotcha. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's not for me. And then it it switches to showing us the the again the three heads. You have Ramsey, Roger, and Mac. And then yeah, Ramsey goes, "Let's drink to Tom." Yeah. So the others, uh, you know, they toast. They say to Tom, which which is a little foreshadowing here for us. You know, for anyone who's seen the movie and knows what's about to happen. And I love the fact that of the three of them, Roger's the only one who actually starts coughing. Yeah, <laughs> but but their reaction is almost almost Three Stooges level. Like it's like exactly. you know, like like you know, like when they, they drink something that's real potent, and um, because if you notice, like they're trying to kind of keep their composure, but they didn't expect it to be so harsh, maybe, you know? <laughs> right. No, what, what, and then it's something that's very interesting that Roger says that, that closes off this minute. He goes, in the three years, seven months, and approximately two weeks I've been in the bag, this is the most extraordinary stuff I've ever tasted. It's shattering. Now, one of the things that, that is great about that is he's actually told us pretty much when he was captured. Yes. You know, if you, if you do the math... So this is July 4th, 1943, which means that you, you go back three years, so that's 19 – actually, that doesn't even make sense anymore, the amount of time. He basically says that he's been, he was captured in uh, the end of 1939. Yeah. Like right after the war well, started. Um, he's pretty much yeah, no, captured I, right after the war started. Yeah, I think I think I read in real life he he was shot down during Dunkirk. Okay, but Dunkirk was in 1940. Yeah, Roger Roger Bushel had been shot down during the Dunkirk evacuation of 1940, and by the time he was transferred to Stalag Luf, uh, um, uh, Luf Luf Free, right? in, in October 1942, he already made two escape attempts in his previous camp, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so. Right. So, again, the, the, the timing seems a little off to what he's saying. Because, again, if you say that, I mean, the real escape happened in, in March of 1944. Okay. Yeah. But if the, the movie, so let's even go further and say that the movie takes place in 1944. So if it takes place in 1944, that means that so it's approximately October or November 1940. He was he was captured. So I mean Dunkirk. Uh, when when was the evacuation of Dunkirk? You know what? I don't remember, and it didn't say I in think this it article. Was 1940. It was definitely 40. Yeah. 
It was, Watch that movie it was the a couple months it, ago. it was June. It was made made in June 1940, which again that that still doesn't fit in with the. Well, actually, what it would mean is is that that Roger here, as opposed to the real Roger, was shot down a few months after uh, Dunkirk. Because if yeah. Dunkirk ended in June 1940, so that was pretty much, again, saying that this takes place in 1944, so it means that that would be four years from Dunkirk. And so we're talking, yeah. we're five months short based on what he said. Well, they're, and they're playing, you know, obviously they play a little fast and loose with this, you know, because of, um, you know, like I said, we, they did. It, it didn't look like it was March when they were escaping. You know, in the movie, um, you know, clearly, you know, the Americans weren't there during the escape time. So they, you know, clearly they didn't think a movies by minutes podcast was going to go back and try and figure out <laughs> the exactly. exact date. That's, true. That's very true. So, and and honestly, I think they should have known, but <laughs> but you know, you know, it is they, what they it should is. have thought about it fifty eight years ago. You know that right? Yeah. I mean, they put a lot of thought and effort and, you know, for as much as liberties as this movie takes, when I was reading about the real escape, um, they do get a lot of things right. Yes. There's no question about You that. get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've, if you've read the you book, definitely... you'll see also that there, there's a lot of stuff they get right. Okay. The final week of this of, of podcast, I'm going to be interviewing every day a different person who's connected to the, the real story. Oh, you know, nice. people who've done uh, done their work on the, on the history and uh, some of the, there's even one of them that's a relative of someone who was who was one of the escapees. Wow! So that that's going to be really fascinating uh, when I get to that in a few months. I mean, we're right now at the beginning of next week. We'll we'll be hitting the halfway mark of this. So you know, I still got the, double what we what we're doing so far. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to having those discussions with them to to try to uh, get a, a clearer understanding about the differences between the real escape and uh, and uh, and the one shown in the movie, based on obviously uh, everything that we uh, you know have discussed and things yeah. like that. So yeah, I, I always I always appreciate a good um, well, this is the movie and this is real life comparison, <laughs> you know, thing. So I'll be looking forward to listening to that. Right now, I mean, in in, in real life, the Tom was discovered in September '43. You know, so it was it didn't happen on July 4th. Yeah. So, and, you know, that the, they, they were still able to get out with Harry six months later in March. You know, the whole question then remains is, you know, wh- which, you know, we're, right now we're talking about the, the time that, that, that Roger mentioned. I mean, they mentioned it so specifically. That's the, yeah. that's, that's the thing that gets me here. You know, they, they, I think it's for us, the audience. And not really, you know, for factual. It's it's kind of like, yeah, we're getting close. We're we're going to celebrate. Um, it's going to be soon, everybody. The, the you you signed up for a movie called The Great Escape. You're going to get the escape before too long. You know, right. like it's it's a little nod to let everybody know, like, because this is a long movie. Um, I mean, I think it's. I think honestly, they could have this. This could be a whole series. Like this could be. Um, you know, I, I could I could see a you know a, a HBO type you know series coming back where you detail everything like long form because this is a fascinating story. Uh, so I, I appreciate the fact that it's a little bit longer of a movie uh, without being too long. You know, correct. It does. Yeah, yeah, no question about that. 
It doesn't feel long when you no, watch it. No, no. The movie flies. The movie's great. <laughs> it's And I think that, that if it was like, you know, three hours of just depression and, <laughs> you know, just horribleness that these guys are going through and not the kind of upbeat like, hey, these guys are on a mission and let's watch them do this mission. Um, and, and I, I mean, honestly, I think it gets tense in moments for sure. Uh, especially, especially once they escape, I, I think it's it's not so much a fun, fanciful lark anymore. It's it it gets pretty tense, like the the movie, yeah. and it's but it's still pretty awesome. Some of the stuff that they do, it's it's their action scene, you know. That's true. Um, no, I, I also like the fact that that uh, you know the phrase that Roger says that he says when he says that he that he's been in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 I tried looking it up, and, and I didn't find any reference to, uh, you know, most of the, in, when you say something's in the bag, it means that, that, that it's, it's, it, it's known and it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Or, obviously, the, you know, what we know about of carrying a bag, you know. But, but when you say something is being in the bag, it, it pretty much means that, okay, I've, I've, it's, it's all, it's all set. Well, you know, there's a phrase half in the bag which means you're basically so drunk and i think that kind of came from like oh i only sorry you know i didn't call you last night i was like half asleep half in my you know my bag or you know i was half in the bag fell asleep that type of thing uh so in the bag do you think that means the whole time he's been sober (laughs) maybe you know i mean there's also the phrase of saying that something's uh, something is bagged Means that that you to hunt or capture or kill an animal or bird. So maybe he's saying for as long as that I've been, you know, uh, captured. Well, that, from that perspective, maybe. Yeah, and knowing the knowing the you know the phrase half in the bag for being drunk, I still didn't make the connection of like I took it as for the whole time that I've been captured in the bag, you know, like in prison. Right. That's that's how I took it. But then I kind of. Mm-hmm. From there, I'm like, well, does it mean he's been, you know, in the bag? I'm sober this whole time because the whole time I've been captured, I haven't been able to drink. So, um, hmm. and and again, I didn't also didn't know if that was like one of those British slangs, you know, like that I've just it wasn't. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, do you have anything else for this minute? No, but uh, just I just wanted to say that you know, in the one year, five months, and three weeks that I've been podcasting, this is the most extraordinary show I've ever been on. <laughs> and just don't do the math on that, though, all right? Because I'm not sure it's going to add up when it's all said and done. <laughs> Wait, it was when you were evacuated from Newcastle, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, some some would or, say, Har- or, or actually, no, you were you were evacuated from Grenada. Yeah, I was going to say some would say that uh, Heartbreak Ridge minute was my Dunkirk. You know, <laughs> there you go. No, I, I don't have anything else. <laughs> All right, very good. Why don't you tell everyone once again how they can get in touch with you? Well, as we mentioned, uh, Heartbreak Ridge, that was uh, my movie of choice doing the Marine Corps Movie Minute. We did Heartbreak Ridge, the Clint Eastwood classic, one minute at a time. If you want to find us, we're just where all podcasts can be found under the Marine Corps Movie Minute. All right, excellent. While you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to the show. You can visit our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. You can visit our Facebook group, The Cooler. You can write to us on Twitter, Great Escape MXM, or you can contact us by email, thegreatminute at gmail.com. So, Brian, you want to come back tomorrow and finish off the week? If you'll have me, yes.
All right, all right. Just uh, you might want to sober up a little bit. <laughs> I'll try. I can't. A little bit. A little I'll bit. Try. Not too much. But what fun is that? <laughs> all right. Well, until tomorrow. Tally ho. Tally ho.